Hey, welcome to Ealing Christian Center. My name is Shane. I'm the associate pastor of this church. This week, we are going to start a new sermon series called Alignment. This sermon series is based on the book of Colossians. And the purpose of this sermon series is to help us align ourselves with Jesus Christ, to stay close with His guidance and directions. So this is a letter. It's a letter written by the Apostle Paul to a church in Colossae 2,000 years ago. What kind of a city was Colossae? It's a city on a very important and busy trade route from Asia to Arabia, connecting west and east. So when you had a, um, have a location like that, you will get a very mixed population. People from all over the place settled here and traveled here. Therefore, it's a city with many kinds of beliefs, values, and religions, certainly including Christianity. But Christianity didn't come to Colossae from Paul because Paul had never visited that city. He didn't plant the church there. One of his followers, whose name is Epaphras, he took the gospel to Colossus and planted a new church there. In Colossians 1, uh, verse 7, it says, Paul says, you learned it from Ephesus, uh, Epaphras. That means you learned the gospel, the message of the gospel from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf. The reason Paul wrote this letter to the church in Colossae is because he had received a report from Epaphras about something went wrong, went wrong in the church. What's that problem? It seems that the gospel of Jesus and the belief of Christianity had been mixed with other religions and beliefs. That's a big problem. But Paul didn't say what is the religions, what is the religion or belief mixed with the gospel. But it seems like it's a mixture of all kinds of things. It's a snowball that picks up everything together, mixed together. Actually, I don't feel it's strange to us. Today we are living in a postmodernism world. Many people don't believe there is a objective truth. And you can pretty much make up your own truth, whatever, whatever you like. You can mix everything together and make up your truth. In John, the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 14, Jesus says, Whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus says the gospel, the message of his gospel is like the living water will give us eternal life. So I would like to share with you, I'll show you an illustration. Um, Diana, can you please pass me the chili bean? Summer, summer is coming. Okay. This is a pure New Zealand spring water. 
that represents the living water of Jesus Christ, the true message of gospel. That's good. That's all we need. Okay, here's the problem. The gospel is a message from 2,000 years ago. Don't you think it should be progressive, right? We should, we should somehow transform it to fit our value, to fit our lifestyle, because this message is for people who lived in 2,000 years ago. You probably already heard people talking about progressive Christianity nowadays. For me, what they say is, if I disagreed with God, God, you are the one who should be repent, not me. So let me help you to change your message. So, let's just add some modern flavor, Coca-Cola, into the water, okay? That represents the modern culture, our lifestyle, what we want, what we like. Okay, don't worry, when you add Coca-Cola to the water, you got Diet Coke. <laughs> it's still healthy, even more healthy, okay? But listen, I don't know you, but it, it still doesn't look enough for me. It's still not good enough for me. I grew up in China, okay? I cannot live without soy sauce. That's my culture. That's what I inherited from my family, my culture. So I need to add some Chinese flavor. I need to add some my culture preference into the gospel so that Chinese people will like it. So it's um, Li Kam Ki soy sauce, okay? That's, that's really good. I like it. I like it. I've been living in New Zealand for 20 years. Man, my, my mind, my lifestyle is also shaped by Western culture, Western value, Western belief. So since I came to New Zealand, I was in love with coffee. Okay, so I'm going to add some coffee. So that represents Western influence, Western belief. I'm going to add some coffee to the gospel. Okay, what's next? Multicultural church. Man. Hey, Persian, where are you from? India. Oh, I love Indian curry. I love it. Man, so, so listen, brother, I got to make the gospel your, with your favor, okay? Because I want my Indian friends, brothers, sisters, love the gospel. So that's, that represents the influence, the belief we learned from other cultures. You know, some of the spiritual or religious practice, we feel, wow, that, that seems so cool. I'm I going to add those things to the gospel. Ooh. Wow. So what's that? I don't even know what's that. But um, just, yeah, just, it, it can be anything, okay? It's, it's the random information we received from internet, okay? A little bit YouTube, yeah. A, a little bit YouTube, a little bit social media, okay? We, we don't even know those people, but somehow we trust what they say, okay? So we're gonna, we bring those beliefs into the gospel as well. 
I don't know what's that, but anyway, I gotta add something in. Because <laughs> more, more is better, okay? You wanna drink that? No, 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 you wanna drink that, I know that. Sure, you, you, look, you look very thirsty. Hey, you are the only one wearing a shirt and t shirt here. You need some cold drink. Okay? I ate so many things. I believe it's good. Different beliefs, religious practices to the gospel. Here is the problem I don't see Jesus anymore. Where is the original? Pure message of gospel. Where is the original living water? If I go to a restaurant, ask for a glass of water, and the waiter gives me something like that, I don't think it's a good idea to drink that. That's not water. It completely changed. So, friends, when the Colossians mixed the message of gospel with other Beliefs with other religions. I hope you understand. That's not the mistake only they could make two thousand years ago. We can also make the same mistakes today. It is happening in the world today. So the letter to Colossians is relevant to all of us. The message of gospel is simple. Christianity is simple. All we need is Jesus. He is supreme and sufficient. Don't, don't add anything else to that because when you add something else, something extra to gospel, you are actually reducing your faith in Jesus because you're basically saying, hey, Jesus, sorry. I don't think what you have done for me is enough. I don't believe everything you say is 100% true, so I'm going to add something extra. That reduces your faith in Jesus. So when Paul sees that, he realizes those Christians in Colossus are not building their faith. They are losing their faith. So that's not negotiable. He was deeply concerned, but his solution was crystal clear. You need to know Jesus better. Today's sermon title is You Need to Know Jesus Better. You need to know who he is. He is the Lord, he is the only Lord of everything. Colossians 1, verse 3. At the beginning of the letter, Paul says, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. He says, Our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the reason that Christians were persecuted in Roman Empire was that they proclaimed that Jesus was a higher authority than Rome and the emperor. That was why Paul was imprisoned when he wrote this letter. Today we call Jesus Lord and the Savior. It's so natural, it's so common. But in 2,000 years ago's context, in Colossians' context, 
Only Caesar held the title of Lord and Savior, and he didn't like any competitor to that title. And please don't forget, Jesus was crucified by Roman authority as a criminal. So how dare you proclaim such a person as Lord and Savior? In Colossians. Chapter one, Paul responds with three main ideas about the lordship of Jesus, and we will take them one at a time. The first one is Jesus is the Lord of creation. He is Lord of creation. Colossians one verses fifteen to sixteen, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. Friends, you are one of God's creations. Your value is inherent in the creation, and your value is inherent in your creation in the image of God. Nobody can take it away from you, and nobody can replace your value in God's creation. So your existence is valuable, precious, unique, and miraculous because you are created by God in Jesus and for Jesus. We must keep in mind we are people. Who are bearing the image of God? That means we are acting on behalf of God in this world. We are the messenger of the message of gospel. People hear you before he hear God. People see you before they see God. People believe you before they believe God. As Christians, we must remember God. Has a higher purpose for all of us. It doesn't matter where you're from, who you are, what kind of job you are doing. God has a higher purpose for all of us. God wants the world to know Him through you. That's your higher purpose. That's your calling. That's why you are here. You are created in Jesus and for Jesus. The second one is Jesus is the Lord of the Church. He is the Lord of the Church. Colossians one verses seventeen to eighteen. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the Church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything He might have the supremacy. Jesus is the Lord of the Church, and He has the authority above everything. That means nothing can stand in the way of the Church's growth and development. Paul wrote this letter when he was in prison, right? So let's imagine how the Colossians felt when they received the letter from Paul. Hey, we just started this church. Man, this movement just began by one of the key leaders. 
He's in prison now. It doesn't seem like a good sign. So where are we going, and how far we can go? But in this letter, Paul was given them an assurance that it doesn't matter where I am, imprisoned or not. It doesn't matter because I am not the real leader of the church. Epaphras is not the real leader of your church. The real leader of your church is Jesus Christ, and nobody in this world can stop him. He can make your church grow exactly in the way he wants you to grow. Nothing can stand against it. Is that real? According to the official statistics of China, in 1949, when the communists took over China. There were seven hundred thousand Christians in China, but since communists took over China, they started thirty years extreme political movement and brutal persecutions in order to reinforce their regime. Certainly, church was one of their main targets. So all the missionaries from overseas were expelled. All the churches were shut down. The priests or the pastors who refused to compromise were imprisoned. Ten years, twenty years, thirty years, thirty years brutal persecution. When we had six months of lockdown, or two or three years of a pandemic, many people believe that's the end of the world. That's the end. Was about thirty years. Thirty years extreme communist movement against the church. So after thirty years, in 1980, there was a new report about Christianity in China came out. I mean, after thirty years, how many Christians could survive? How many? I guess Christianity. Was already unrooted in China. So, in the report, after thirty years, there were six million Christians in China, excluding the underground churches. I don't know how that happened, but I know why. Because the real leader is Jesus Christ. So, my dear church, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it doesn't matter what circumstance we're in. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world today. Nothing can stop the growth and the development of church. Nothing can stand against the will of Jesus Christ for His church. But we need to do one thing. We need to stop drinking this. We need to focus on Jesus only. We need to drink the living water. We need to understand the true message of gospel. We need to align ourselves with Jesus. That's the only thing we need to do. 
as long as Jesus is the Lord of our church, nothing can stop us. The third one, third one is, Jesus is the Lord of changed lives. He's the Lord of changed lives. Colossians 1, verse 21 to 22. Once you were, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you wholly in His sight, without blemish and free from accusation. So you see, Jesus changed our life by changing our relationship with God. When our relationship with God changed, our relationship with His creation will change accordingly. Our relationship with His people will change accordingly. So if we want to improve our relationships with this world, we're going to start with Jesus. We must, we must get right with our relationship with God first. Jesus changed our lives by changing our relationship with God. And Paul keeps saying, keeps saying in verse 26 to 27, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to Lord's people. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery. What is that mystery? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Friends, Christianity is not a religion. It's about the relationship with God, the relationship with Jesus. What does that mean? All the religions in the world are teaching us, hey, all the gods are so far away from us. <laughs> They're always up there. You cannot reach them. So your job is to try to do anything, everything you can to fill the gap between you and your gods. The problem is, no matter how hard you try, how many things you have done, you're still not sure if you are good enough to be accepted by your God. One of my aunties in China, she's a very devout Buddhist. She once told me, Shane, you know, it doesn't matter how many good things I have done. No matter how hard I have tried, well, I'm still not sure whether I can go to heaven one day. It's just too hard. That is religion. That is hopeless. Because that's telling you God is so far away from you. But Christianity is teaching us something different. It tells us God is close. God is so close to us. He even came to this world as a human being to talk to us face to face. He was sitting with us at the dining table to share food with us. And he was healing us. He was even suffered for us and paved a way for us to heaven. 
From this passenger, we can learn that our relationship with God is even closer than our expectation. Because this is not Christ and you, or Christ with you. It's Christ in you. The Lord of creation is in you. The Lord of the church is in you. The Lord of changed life is in you. So friends, no matter what kind of circumstance we are in, God, Jesus, is in you. He is in every moment of your life. He is in everywhere you go. The good times and the bad. He is always in you. His power is in you. His wisdom is in you. His victory is in you. We need to take a moment to think about that. When we are facing the challenges, when we are facing our enemies, remember, God is in you. Your enemies are facing God. Are facing God who is in you. They are not facing you. You have the power to overcome the difficulties in your life. Worship team, please come up. We need to know Jesus better. I got to know all my best friends in college and high school. I guess most of us get to know our best friend from college and high schools. You know, when, when, we, when we are with our best friends, we enjoy the moment. They know what we are thinking before we even start saying that. Because we spend time together. We do lives together. Man, we spend every weekend, every school holidays together. So they know us and we know them. My joy is their joy. My story is their story because we always spend time together. So friends, if we want to know Jesus better, we need to spend time with Him. We need to set a time every day to pray to Him, to have a conversation with Him. Open your Bible. Let Him speak to you through the Word of God. Spend time with Him. In 2013, I went back to China to have my wedding. When I was sitting down with my best friends, I suddenly realized, wow, we didn't have too much to talk now. Because since I lived in New Zealand, obviously, we didn't spend enough time together. They were talking about the things they were doing together. I was left out. I didn't understand. I was not involved. Their joy is not my joy anymore. Their story is not my story anymore. But friends, Jesus wants you to be part of His story in this world. Jesus wants you to have His joy in your life. You need to spend time with Him. Spend time with Jesus and invite Him into every situation you are in. 
after today's service, when you go home, I'm asking you to do one thing for yourself. Ask God. Ask God to reveal what is the thing in your life that reduces your faith in Jesus. Ask God to reveal that to you and remove that thing from your life. And then ask the Holy Spirit to fill your life, to fill your life with His power, with the wisdom and the understanding of the true message of gospel. Keep filling, don't stop. Yes, let it overflow, let it overflow. Because we leave no room for those things that will reduce our faith in Jesus. So let it go. Keep feeling it. Never stop. It's your lifetime mission. Never stop feeling yourself with the true message of gospel. Never stop feeling your life with the living water of Jesus Christ. Now we can drink it. And pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your grace, Lord. We thank you for this pure and simple Christianity. It's all from your grace, my Lord. We thank you so much. Today we're here. We pray that you will keep strengthening us. You will keep filling us with your power, with the wisdom and the understanding of your truth so that, Lord, no matter what's happening in the world, no matter what, we, what circumstance we are in, Lord, we can always overcome the difficulties. We can always be your testimony of victory in this world. Lord, I put everyone here in your hand. I pray for your blessing upon every person, every marriage, every children, every, every child, every family here. Lord, please be with us. Be with us. You are the Lord of creation. You are the Lord of the church and the Lord of change the life. Help us to know you better. Thank you, Lord. My friends, if you are not Christian, if you never followed Jesus Christ, I'm encouraging you today to take the step of faith because God loves you. Jesus has come to this world to open the door to eternal life for you and He has a wonderful plan for your life to the fullness of life, to live for a great and higher purpose. But Bible teaches us we all have sinned and fell short of God's glory. But don't matter. It doesn't matter because we don't need to work hard to fill, fill the gap between us and God. Jesus has done everything for you. All you need is put your faith in Him. Only Him. He has paid all the penalty for our sin. He has reconciled you 
with the great God, the God of creation, the God of lives. So there is a wonderful plan, wonderful future ahead of you. All you need to do now is do a prayer to invite Jesus to your life, to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Do this prayer, a prayer, by following me. Let's bow down, bow down our head and close our eyes. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your love and grace. I admit I'm a sinner, and I believe you have paid all the penalty for my sin. And I believe you are God. Today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I will be following you from now and forever. I pray in the name of Jesus. As we are all bowing down our heads in prayer, friends, if you just did that prayer, I want to do another prayer for you, for God to bless you, to open the doors for you. So can you please just? Raise up your hand. Let me see you. If you just did that prayer, so that I can I can do another prayer for you. God bless you, Heavenly Father. I pray for your blessing upon everyone here today, my Lord. We are all in different situations and circumstances, Lord. You know where we are and where we are going, Lord. Please, I pray for open doors, and I pray for your protections, for your power. In our life, we pray in the name of Jesus. Everyone, say. Amen.